Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And I want to remind you all. This is the Rich Eisen Show. With guest host, Susie Schuster. The best teams in the NFL, top to bottom, are the Dolphins and the Vikings. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Chiefs were an F minus. The Chiefs got an F minus. The Chiefs yeah. got Why? an F minus. The Everything Steelers got an F. Earlier on the show, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Coming up, longtime NFL writer Peter King, actor and roast master general Jeffrey Ross. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. Hey, everybody. Susie Schuster in the chair for Rich Eyes, and I am just recovering. From our conversation with Christopher Russo, that was fantastic. And if you missed it, please go check it out on YouTube. If you're watching on Roku, it'll re-air. It's fantastic. I loved having him on. First time, long time, and it was great to have him on. 844-204-RICH is the number. Please call in. You know I love the calls. I will always take them. Uh, thrilled to have you guys all on Sirius, wherever you're listening to this show, on the Odyssey app, wherever you might be, Twitter, Instagram, Thanks for watching. Thanks for checking in. Christopher, how are you this morning? I'm great. How are you? Uh, how are you? Mikey D, happy well, to be sis. with you, TJ. That was fun. Good that was a up. workout. I got to tell you, we did some nice ramping. And as we're sitting here in the commercial break, we're like, okay, what are we talking about now? Because I feel exhausted from that interview. But it was fantastic and uh, thrilled to have Christopher Russo on and happy to have him back on in the future. Whew. Well, LeBron was pretty good last night. We could talk about that. Yeah, it was pretty good. You know, that's fine. Fine. All right, we're moving on past LeBron. We were talking about Springsteen and about like what our favorite Springsteen songs are um, in anticipation of Christopher Russo. I, I still love Jungle Land, Mikey. There's something so special about when it goes on and on and on. It is a that's really, a, that's really a very good song. long song. A really good song. Yeah, and then with that morphed into weird things like what was your first poster? And uh, mine was I had Bobby Orr and then Terry O'Reilly. And then the ice cream truck was coming and I heard it jingling and I had no money for it. And my brother paid me, I think, 75 cents for my autographed Terry O'Reilly poster. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That happened. Chris, who's on your wall? Uh, I, don't, I, I honestly don't remember. I think it had probably had to have been Michael Jordan growing up. Um, man. When I got to college, it was probably Paul Pierce and Tiger Woods, and I had a Marshall Falk poster. You did? Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, probably had a. I, I, I used to have this like Sports Illustrated would do the insert of the year, and it was uh, Tyra Banks, and I'd put it on the ceiling. 
hoping it would fall down on top of me, and it actually did one day. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's not creepy at all. <laughs> I was 18 years old. What do you want from me? Yeah, that was perfect. Time. You know what I mean? Hoping that the poster would fall down on you. Fantastic. Yeah. Peter King's going to be thinking, <laughs> what the heck are they talking about on the show today? He joins us in about uh, 17 minutes. Place. Mikey, who was on your wall? We were, I had a lot of bands. So, like, that makes sense. We were like in the late 70s, it was bands. So, it was like, I think I had like Kiss, definitely the Kiss poster. Then, I had a lot of movies. I had like all these like crazy movies from the like King Kong. Like, I was a big, like, like that kind of movie guy. So, I had like that. Then, I went to like, of course, in the 80s, it became women clad in bathing suits. So, I had <laughs> Heather Thomas, Heather Locklear. And all those, like all the all the stars, like that were like the stars of television, because that was like what it, everybody just yo. You can't have a movie poster on your wall, but that was like it. I had like a ba- I, I like album covers, and then I went from that again to that, and then it got to a point where I was like, ah, no posters on the wall. We want just like blank walls. Was it the Heather Thomas red bathing suit poster you that my brother exactly had? Exactly, which right, one? Right. I think yes, yes. I told you guys, you know, I, uh, I'm friends with her out here through, um, believe it or not, environmental stuff, environmental oh, activism. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Wow, this red bathing suit. Jeez. Yeah. And was, so. Uh, she's yes. a little before my time, but. But I said to her when I first before. met her, I said, you know, you were on my brother's wall growing up. She said, Susie, I was on everybody's wall. <laughs> I said, that's not something we have in common, but, you know, hey, <laughs> great to meet you. <laughs> TJ, who's on your wall? Man, it's been a minute since I had posters on the wall. But, you know, being a kid, it was Dr. J, it was Muhammad Ali, Charles Barkley, then a whole wall dedicated to Michael Jordan. And then I started uh, subscribing to Sports Illustrated and the swimsuit issue started coming in. That that Mm -hmm. shifted my perspective a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the next thing you know, there was a lot of Elle McPherson on my wall. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, Karen Alexander and Kathy Ireland and, and, and Carol Alt. And, you know, uh, people of women of that nature, you know, Vanessa Williams. Scott said something. And then Janet Jackson. Scott said something about, um, I guess someone was talking about maybe booking Kathy Ireland here or something like that. And you got very excited. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Scott was like, he he goes to me, he goes, the words Ireland weren't even out the mouth. And you were like, yep. That's fantastic. I just remember Kathy Ireland in a swimsuit issue with a Mets hat on taking batting practice on some island, you know. And, you know, that changed, like I said, that changes a young man's perspective. Well, as one is wont to do, if if you're on a desert island, of course you have your Mets Is that when you became a Mets fan? (laughs) It was around that time, but that wasn't the reason. No, I was already a Mets fan. And then you became even more of one. um, What were you asking, though? I'm sorry. I I don't even remember. Something about a deserted island. I think I was was just saying, like, she's, she's posing. I'm sure, like, looking over the shoulder, right, in the... No, she was in a batting cage. She had a baseball bat in hand. Yeah, I'm looking at it. head on, <laughs> taking, a, taking a swing. So so when one finds oneself on a desert island, there tends to be a batting cage? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I mean, I don't think it was deserted. There were sure. people there. Okay. You know? Just checking. You know, the, the thing about the deserted island, it has to be deserted. So there, there, there was inhabitants on this island. Well, I think this leads us to our poll question of the day. 844-204-RICH is the number. What was, who was on your wall? Who do you like? Who, who do you need on your wall? That is a great question. You want call, someone on your call wall? Call us right now with your first movie poster. 844-POSTER-PERIOD. Poster period, right? yeah. 204-RICH. 
You want to know who the Bears are going to take? I don't know who the Bears are going to take. They're going to take Caleb Williams. They're going to take Caleb yeah, Williams. Let's move on. It's more, interesting, exactly. who, it's more on. interesting who the commanders and the Patriots are going to take. I Listen, the Patriots take. We're already sweating over here. It's our whole future laid out in front of us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did I mention Elle McPherson? Did I? <laughs> she looks great. Did I mention 1980s Elle I McPherson? Mean, wasn't she married to David Copperfield? Uh, she was married to everybody. Hey, By the way, Christy Brinkley. Come on, she was the first yeah, one she was, All right. yeah. in the swimsuit issues. This is great. I'm How you guys doing? Okay. You guys <laughs> take a great. collective Susie, breath, boys. Us, yeah, you took us into a, we're in a. <laughs> Go to yeah, the gym and yeah. take a cold shower. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of gym, Kelly bath. LeBrock from Weird Science. That, that gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, oh, is that the one who's in White Snake? No, that no. one. No, oh, that's, no. Uh, no, that's Tawny Contain. That's Tawny Contain. I had my first, who I think was the first time. Bachelor party. That Rich ever looked at me and said, what's wrong with you, was after she passed and I mentioned something about puberty. And that was the first time that Rich was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Tawny Katane. Yeah, she Do you think had, anyone's going to trade for Zach Wilson? Why would you? I mean, so, so okay. This kind of goes into our conversation. It's transitioning. You, do like, you, <laughs> was, are, have we exhausted this? <laughs> yeah. Well done. That would be a, one of those, like, one of these ones. Moving on to a quarterback without a home. Uh, we talked about this yesterday, about the psychological effect it can be on a quarterback. Don't get get that smirk off your face, Christopher. Uh, that psychological effect you can have when, when you just get no love. And there's been all this conversation about Mac Jones just needs a hug. Zach Wilson, basically just his brain got fried. Here's the problem. Who's willing to take a leap on these guys when they've been spit up and chewed out? And I'm not sure who's going to be willing to take Zach Wilson because obviously Joe Douglas yesterday said that the Jets are uh, giving him permission to seek out a trade. Who's coming after him? I got a spot for him. Okay, what do you got? This is going to sound kind of crazy. The San Francisco 49ers. Sam Darnold is going to be a free agent. He's going to go somewhere else. I I saw somebody saying yesterday that could the Vikings – Tap Sam Darnold to be their starter if Kirk Cousins leaves in free agency. Didn't they do it in the deep voice? Too? Seems kind of like not a bad scenario. But if you're talking about a, a, a reclamation project, a, a chance where you can go, you're not, there's no pressure on you to do anything. No one's expecting you to start. You're not coming in to be the savior or anything. Talk about a coach with a great system that's great for quarterbacks where you can learn and actually become a professional. I think San Francisco's a perfect spot. Why wouldn't they flip the Jets a seventh-round pick? Because maybe they don't want this kid because they think this kid is fried. I mean, do you think – what's I'm the, the potentiality? You're, you're bringing him in to, to literally stand there and hold a clipboard because you have this kid in Brock Purdy who is under the best contract in the game. He just took you to the Super Bowl. Uh, you're a hair away from winning it, and uh, the sky's the limit for this kid. MVP finalist. So you're just bringing in Zach Wilson. Hey, learn from us. We're going to give you all the hugs. We're going to give you all the positive reinforcement that we know you need because you're broken. And just stand here, watch and learn. Let's get a few reps. We'll, and I'll, uh, we'll fix you back up. And then we'll send you back out into the wild where you can be a productive NFL player. Okay, so my argument against that would be that John Lynch knows firsthand what happens when you need a deep roster of quarterbacks. Sure, but Zach Wilson also had a few moments last year. He has year. moments. Yeah, right. Also have Sam Darnold. Look They're too just terrible. letting him go. He has just moments. Sending Darnold on his way. Maybe well, if he would had have to choose to stay. It was a one year deal. Maybe so if he had a, free agent. a stronger offensive line. So me what you're saying is the Jets offensive line was terrible. Terrible. Didn't give him room to operate. 
So maybe if he goes to San Francisco. Also, just being jerked around. Like, you're the starter. You're not. You're here. You're not. Blah, 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 blah. Like, get him out of there. Right. He's got to go. Yeah. Same thing with Mac Jones. San Francisco's a perfect spot for both these kids to just learn, heal all wounds, become a pro- learn how to be a professional, have some success, uh, standing and watching the team dominate. And then, boom, go back into the wild and, and see if you can get your career so you, back. Yeah, you I don't know the, the San Francisco reclamation project. Yeah, I don't know that John Lynch is like, running a, a rehab center. For, it's, it's a great spot for, for players to learn. And plus, Kyle Shanahan's such a good offensive coach, good quarterback coach. It's a good spot for these guys. I don't know that John Lynch is running a rehab center. I, I feel like he wants that. He wants that trophy. Well, they don't have a backup quarterback, so they, they need, some, get, they they need go somebody shopping. to be a backup. Wouldn't you rather have? I mean. Let's 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 go down the list of who's available. How about that? They both showed flashes. I mean, they're first round picks. Zach was second overall. Mac Jones made a Pro Bowl a couple years ago. Uh, Zach Wilson has had some moments in games where you're like, oh, maybe he's not that bad after all. You know? Would you rather have Mac Jones or Zach Wilson? Zero. I'd take a bullet to the head. Right. But That's I think, great. But I think but, at this point, I'd rather have Zach Wilson. But you just said Sam Darnold was on a one year deal. What's you think he's going to want to leave? He's not going to be a starter anywhere. So why wouldn't he? What if just... what if Kirk Cousins? Goes to the Falcons in free agency, and now the Vikings have no starting quarterback. And they're like, hey, Sam Darnold, I know Kevin O'Connell. Come in. Boom, you're a starter. Yeah, but you, you realize I mean, I don't want any of those happen, three. Though. I don't want any of them. I don't think Sam Darnold's that bad, to be He's honest. He's okay, but, but it, that's not who you want to build around. He can, why can't he do exactly what Kirk Cousins has done for the Vikings? Perhaps. I just think Kirk Cousins had a lot more experience. And there's a talent that difference there too you know you what? just can't be like Sam well Arnold was the third overall pick yeah that's fine and what has he shown to prove that that was a, a good pick no what, what was around him in in new york and carolina okay but the point is how are you going to say he can do what kurt cousins did like that's not necessarily true there is a difference in talent there. never played with any of the talent kirk's played with never had the coaching and never had the offensive resources around him so we have no idea actually what sam Darnold can do but i think you do you kind of you you do you know. Okay, well, you're better than me then. You, you know what the truth is? I think that there's a, there are so many unknowns with all three, and it seems to me that Darnold is the best of the three that we know of. Again, we just know that Mac Jones needed a hug, and maybe he'll revamp somewhere else. Maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe we'll see these guys playing at a whole new level. But if you have to start going through the list of quarterbacks, I mean, so why wouldn't – okay, correct me – I'm just saying, where, where's a spot for these guys? It's not with their current teams. Sure. I think that'd be a good spot. But don't you think San Francisco, will they will they entertain the idea of re-signing Sam? I'm sure, but if you're Sam and you can go somewhere else where there's a better to opportunity start? To, to, to start and get actual playing time, he's not getting any playing time in no. San Francisco Mm-mm. unless Brock Purdy gets injured again. Well, there's the unless. And that, that's the exact reason why I never bet on anything because it's, it's all about the unless. So I, I don't know. I think, I, I mean, or, okay, so do you want to go where you can start and be a bigger factor or do you want to win a, a, a ring? Because there's a better chance for him to win a ring as the backup there than there might be hey, for him starting. But everybody wants other. to play. He's sure. Talking about Sam Darnold or, or Zach Wilson or Mac Jones, they're all young guys. They're under 25. So they want to play. They want to prove that they can be the guy and worthy of their draft selection. They're Zach was second, Sam Donald was third, Mac was 15. So they're first-round players. It's crazy. 844-204-RICH is the number. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. Peter King will be joining us in about six minutes' time. Thrilled to have him on. I can't wait to ask him some of these esoteric questions as well 
Uh, if you listen to the interview with Chris Russo, with Christopher Russo, I also am very glad we clarified what he wants to be called. Christopher. It's or, deferential. Or doggy. You can go doggy. I'm going to go Christopher. But we will ask Peter <laughs> in the formal uh, some questions for him as well. We should, we should ask him these same questions because he probably has better insight than we do. Sitting here like a bunch of jamokes. But coming up next is Peter King. Would love to uh, have you guys stick and stay. Peter King, right after this commercial break. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Mike okay. Tufo, are you out there, Mike? Yes, I'm here, Rich. How okay. you doing today? I'm doing great. So what are you revealing? Uh, you, you've got uh, right here. You got Right a- up here above me is a brand new Rich Eisen show sign. A new Rich Eisen show sign. Am wow. I going to do it now? You see this. Yeah, here we go. Let's here we go. It. Oh, this, this is going to be fun. I just hope it doesn't come down in your what head. I can't do it because the way it's just set put, up. To put down the so, microphone, dude. I can't. <laughs> this is the worst reveal ever. Keep, Take down keep both. Pulling, Del both Just put the microphone down. This is good, Rich. This is good. He's gonna break down the whole thing. Yes. Pull both of the cords, <laughs> you. <laughs> hey. No, we cannot have this as the reveal. He he does. This audio. cannot be the reveal. He does audio. He does not do See, manual labor. That's the way it's, it's up. It's messed up up there. <laughs> I can't look. I can't. Del we Tufo, call this. Walk up the stairs. Walk up the stairs, Del Tufo. Yeah, okay. The not reveal. He's gonna walk oh, no, up I can't because I can't climb to where that is. Yeah, you can. It's up no, you can't. Story. It's uh, you gotta have a cable. <laughs> you guys don't know OSHA rules. <laughs> See, they screwed me. They did this on purpose. I'm convinced. Yeah, it's against you, Mike. I'm telling you. 
Uh, Del Tufo, just tell everyone out there you don't have any change for them. Just pull it. Give a good jersey pull. Put the yeah, microphone. Yeah, there you go. Watch. <laughs> Put the microphone down and pull it. Pull the other one. You're a big man. Yank it. Yank it. Oh, <laughs> This is so much better. All right, come back in here and screw off the audio now, Mike. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger's got the right product for you. Just call clickgranger.com. Or just stop by. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen, and I am thrilled to bring Peter King to the Rich Eisen Show. Peter, you're so gracious with your time, and thanks again for making it. Hey, no problem, Susie. Happy to be here. How are you? I'm, I'm great this morning. Um, Peter, what was the emotion like for you when you pressed send for the last time on your last column for Football Morning in America? I don't know. I didn't really have much of any. I've known this day was coming for a while. I don't consider myself a particularly emotional person when it comes to personal stuff like that. I've probably gotten more emotional reading some of the things about me over the last few days and saying, wow, uh, that's awful nice of people. But I don't know, Susie, I always looked at my job like do the absolute best you can and then wake up the next morning and do the best you can on whatever is next. I just, as of right now, I just have no idea what's next, and I'm kind of happy about that. I'm happy that uh, that I've got nothing to do for a while. Who sent in a, uh, a letter of appreciation that surprised you the most? You know, I, I'm just literally like today. Today is, is Thursday, and I'm just going through. Like, I missed it the first, like, 24 hours. I was really kind of tied up, but I missed a lot of the stuff, but... One of the things that came in right away, like came in Monday, that I saw uh, that I was really, that I really was happy with, and I don't know why. I don't know Jared Goff all that well, but Jared Goff wrote me a really nice, really kind of sweet note, and basically, thanks for being fair. And, um, you know, I just, I really, really appreciated that. I don't know why. I mean, I've heard from... Brady and Peyton and a bunch of coaches and GMs and all that. But for some reason, Jared Goff taking time to write a fairly lengthy note was just really, really nice. And I am I'm highly appreciative of him doing that. Who might have been your favorite player to deal with over your career? Well, I would say early on um, when I covered the New York Giants, I really loved dealing with Phil Simms and Harry Carson. They were two just really, really good people, very honest, told you everything that they could tell you about the team and about the game. And, you know, as time went on, um, I had some memorable moments with Brett Favre. That was cool. I, I would say, you know, in recent years, Brady and Manning have really been – great to deal with. And I, one thing I really appreciate about Brady is long after the time that he could ever even think that I could do anything for him, he would always give me 
time. And, and I mean, a week after the Patriots beat Atlanta and came back in the Super Bowl from 28 to three down, you know, I spent almost two hours with him uh, in a ski resort in Montana. Uh, and, and just, you know, he was in no hurry to leave. He just wanted to talk about the game and his life. And I was, you know, those are the kind of things that you'll remember for a long time. I mean, I have to ask, is he a good skier? I don't have any idea. I showed up at about noon and he was just coming off the slopes, but he didn't have a broken leg. So he must've been good. And the mountain was pretty steep. So he must've been pretty good. How could Tom Brady be bad at anything? I have a feeling, right? Can you can you just imagine what uh, Bob Kraft's face must have been like if he thought he was skiing bumps somewhere, or like I mean, back in the day? And you have to figure yeah. that he was doing yeah. whatever whatever he wanted to do. What story are you most proudest of? You know, Susie, there have been a few of them, but I think probably one of the stories that I'm I'm really really proud of is I did this in 2013, a week in the life of an officiating crew. And because basically the, you know, the officiating crews in the NFL are behind an iron curtain. You don't get to actually be with them or talk to them or see how they live. And what was so educational about that, <clears throat> I was with the referee, Gene Sterator, in his house in Pennsylvania when the grades from the previous Sunday's game came in. And he did not have a good game, according to the graders. And when he stood up from the computer, took a deep breath, he just walked away and he just said, well, there goes the Super Bowl. I mean, he'd been having a really good year. But it wasn't only being with the referee. I went to the back judge's home, Dino Paganelli in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and sat in on a day of him teaching high school AP social studies. And it was, you know, it's just so cool to see that the officials, at least as of now, have other lives. And uh, so I was with them and then I was with them before and after the game that weekend, uh, Ravens Bears at Soldier Field. And that was such a great education because everything I was seeing was brand new. What's been maybe the best moment of your career where you said, you know, where you realized that you were special, that you had an impact? What story might it have been? I think it might have been the fact that, um, you know, this was, what, 28 years ago. Brett Favre was addicted to Vicodin and he was going into rehab the next day. And I got him on the phone the previous night. He was leaving crack of dawn to report to rehab in Topeka, Kansas. And he told me everything. I mean, he almost died in this off season. And he told me the whole story, including really one of the most memorable things I've ever heard an athlete utter, which is essentially, I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but it was essentially, um, you know, everybody looks at me and they say, oh my God, I'd love to be Brett Favre. But would they really love to be Brett Favre? Would they love to be going into rehab tomorrow? Would they love to be addicted to Vicodin? I don't think anybody would really love to be Brett Favre if they knew what it took to be Brett Favre. So that that's one I'll always remember. And then, 
I think, Susie, I've told this story a couple of times this week that I was 32 years old and I was covering a game my first year at SI. Eagles were hosting the 49ers and theoretically I wasn't supposed to write that day, but Joe Montana threw four touchdown passes in the last 14 minutes. And I went from not probably not writing the game to writing the cover that week with one of Montana's iconic covers that said on the front, Jolton Joe. And to me, that was an incredible memory for me because I was one year removed from covering the New York Giants for a paper on Long Island. I was 10 years removed from sitting in class at Ohio University. And that something like that happens and you think to yourself, time to grow up, kid. You're not a kid anymore. And uh, so that was a memorable day also. Peter King here on The Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich. Peter, I asked you for your greatest achievements. What are your greatest regrets? Oh, you know, probably my greatest regret is that uh, I messed up the um, one bit of reporting on the whole deflate gate uh, incident in 2015. I confirmed, I wrote that I confirmed an ESPN story that was wrong. And so I was wrong and I blame nobody but myself. I admitted it. I offered to resign from SI in 2015. And, you know, it's come out a few times over the years, but that's the kind of thing that I really have a lot of regret over. When people read me, they should trust me to tell them the truth. And when I don't, um, it's a black mark for me. So even though I've apologized multiple times since, it's still the thing that I probably regret the most. But, you know, Peter, personal accountability is a big mantra in our house. And the fact that you even apologized or took or said that I did wrong to me is worth everything. What are your concerns with journalism moving forward in that manner in a world in which very few people are personally accountable? Well, I'd say I have two concerns. Number one, just the fact that, you know, there were so many ways for people like me, 21, 22 year old kids graduating from journalism school. I wasn't necessarily going to be a sports writer. I didn't care what I was. When I was at Ohio University, I, I wrote news. I was the managing editor of the paper, not the sports editor. And so but the, And I had multiple opportunities for jobs when I left school. I mean, kids today, even the best kids at Northwestern, at Missouri, Syracuse, Ohio, the, the really top journalism schools, they're all having trouble getting jobs. And so I fear that a lot of the people who are good students and very good college journalists Five years into their career, they're going to get sick of batting their head against the wall and they're going to go sell insurance for State Farm or something. I don't know. Um, And I'd say the only other thing is the fact that, look, media around the country is under attack and newspapers are closing down. Local newspapers are closing down. In many cases, they're the only watchdog for you know, local city, small uh, local governments, and they don't have any watchdogs anymore. And that's bad for the country to not have watchdogs on public figures and in our public institutions. 
So I think those are the things that probably worry me the most. Peter King here on The Rich Eisen Show. We had Christopher Russo on in the last hour. I asked him about the Mount Rushmore of media. Who would you put on there? And that includes the print, radio, television, you name it. Wow. You mean forever? Hmm, but, uh, let's go sports world. Okay. Unless you want to uh, put, you know, I miss her or Howard there too. I would say, I think probably the best sports columnist, you know, of the early days. This is like, if you ask me about football, I'd say, well, Otto Graham has to be on. And a lot of people would say, who's Otto Graham? So, I mean, he was the old quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, but I'd say Red Smith should definitely be on it. He's a longtime sports columnist. He was so great at it. Um, I would say, I'd, I mean, I would put, I'd really probably put Chris Berman on it because Chris Berman was at the forefront of really popularizing uh, the National Football League more than anything else. And look, I'm going to go football centric. I would put my mentor at Sports Illustrated, Paul Zimmerman, on there. Dr. Z, I think he was the first person who really taught people uh, the inside of the NFL. And then I'd probably put Peter Gammons on it. I think Peter Gammons has been absolutely awesome for so long. And he deserves <clears throat> to know that people like me read him. Uh, you know, I read him when I was in high school and said, man, if I could ever be one-tenth of Peter Gammons, I would be incredibly proud of myself and proud of my career. So those are four who I think belong on it. Well, since he already looks like an old president, I think it's the perfect person to put up there. So that makes a lot of sense. We were just sitting here in the studio talking about Zach Wilson and Mac Jones and Sam Darnold and some of these other, you know, these quarterbacks who for Mac, who needed a hug for Zach, who's, I mean, you just don't know how the kid stands up every day after the beating he took from the New York media. Where do you think these kids should land? Well, I know what I would do if I were Zach Wilson and I were his agent. I would campaign to get with Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, Andy Reid. I would want to get with people, even if, I, if I'm Zach Wilson, I would say, you can pay me minimum and you can make me the third stringer. I just want to be here for the next couple of years and learn everything about being an NFL quarterback. That's what, if I were any of the people you just mentioned, that's what I want to do. But particularly Zach Wilson, who I think is one of those guys who just needs to be for a while. And we need to find out whether one day maybe he would be able to be a great quarterback. Look, I, I had a stat in my column, Susie, maybe about a month ago about, uh, about Trey Lance. And I said, in the, Patrick Mahomes threw more passes this year than Trey Lance has thrown combined in the last seven years, which includes his senior year at Marshall High School in Minnesota. There's a reason why Trey Lance has failed to this point, and that's because he's so incredibly young and inexperienced in the job. And, and look, I think he's in a pretty good place right now in Dallas, and Mike McCarthy's very fundamentally sound. 
But all of those guys, they need to get somewhere and train under brilliant coaches, in my opinion. Bill Belichick, what did the next five years look like for him? Great question. I would think, you know, uh, Susie, as you know, I've told the world this, that Rich Eisen had the best line about, about Bill Belichick this year. He and Nick Saban ought to do exactly what Peyton and Eli do. And instead of the Manning cast, it should be the coach cast. You know, Rich, and you know, what would be great on that, honestly, I doubt he could do it. I'd love to see Rich sitting in the middle of them and just have them on uh, for a game. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe CBS or, or Paramount Plus or Peacock or somebody, they do one game a weekend and they do it on a streaming service. Who knows? Maybe Roku, it's- Roku, are you listening, guys? Video. Great idea, Peter. Great idea. Yeah. I I love the idea. And I think Bill Belichick needs to rehab his image a little bit. I think the fact that he got one interview out of seven openings, not including New England, is a disgrace, in my opinion. If I were Josh Harris in Washington, I have no idea why he wouldn't have wanted to sat it, wouldn't have wanted to sat in a, sit in a room with Bill Belichick for four hours downloading his brain about what he should do with his head coaching job, even if he were to decide that he didn't want to hire Belichick. Yeah, I mean, even with the reports that he's sitting in with all the quarterback interviews today, clearly he's a or he's a owner who wants to be in the room. Why not pick yeah. Bill Belichick's brain? I, I don't get it. I want to tell you quickly, since you mentioned that, when I told Rich... I was reading your column right before he uh, was getting out of bed. And I said, Rich, you're not going to believe it. You're in Peter's column. And he was honestly so touched and over the moon that he was in your last column. It meant, it meant so much to him. So thanks oh, for that. Nice. Chris, what do you got? Peter, I know this matters to you as much as it does to me. What are the Red Sox doing? Uh, I don't know. I might go to one of their games next week in Florida. I'm going to go to spring training. I don't have any idea. <laughs> it looks like they're trying to become, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays. I I don't know why they haven't gone out and got Jordan Montgomery. And obviously Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell, you've got to ridiculously overpay for them. Yep. But they've ridiculously overpaid for a lot of players uh, in the last few years. And I wish they would ridiculously overpay for just one. It's just so frustrating to watch all the bats yeah. leave town, the, the Mookie Betts trade, and now they get rid of Verdugo, so it's zero. They gave away Mookie for nothing. I, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really mind them getting rid of Verdugo. I didn't hate him, but he certainly had proven he wasn't going to be an answer. True. Really, he's a nice player. He's, to me, he's, all, he's always been kind of a filler. But I guess I look at this and say, Craig Breslow's a really smart guy. I hope he can figure out what's really important. But, you know, I see, I, you know, I just hope they win 70 games. I, you know, I, but I, I think that would be, that might be a lofty end of it. though. <laughs> Peter King here on the Rich Eisen show. Peter, you think we'll ever know why Malcolm Butler didn't play in the Super Bowl? Um, I think in my opinion, and this is going to sound almost ridiculously elementary. Bill, Bill Belichick very often went on practice 
and went on effort. And what I had always heard about that week is that uh, and and that and that period of time is that Malcolm Butler was getting killed in practice. And does it matter? Should it have mattered? I I can't tell you. And I don't know that to be a fact. That's the thing I had always heard. But I don't know. It's hardly it's hardly the, uh, you know, the biggest mystery now with the with the documentary out about the Patriots. It's it's hardly the biggest mystery of of about 20 mysteries that have been brought to the front of that series. Did you learn anything watching this documentary? It's been phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't watched very much of it, but I the one thing I learned is how much seeming enmity there was between the I knew that there was some uh bad blood between the Kraft family and Bill Belichick, but it seems like there was a lot more than some. And and I think it comes down to this fact that when Bill Belichick did not want to continue as the HC of the NYJ back in 2000, back at the turn of the century, nobody else wanted him but Robert Kraft. Nobody. Nobody in the league wanted him. I don't know who he, where he was going to coach, if he was even going to coach in the year 2000. But having said that, Bill uh, Bill Belichick was wanted by one man, and that was Robert Kraft. He ignored all of the people in the league who said, man, don't hire this guy. He'd be awful. And he did a very, very intelligent thing. He didn't listen to the noise. He hired him, and the rest is history. And I believe, I've always believed, that Robert and Jonathan Kraft had basically said, Bill Belichick forgot January of 2000. Even though he's done great things for us and we are grateful, he, he's forgotten how he got here in the first place. So do you think that he is the coaching genius that he is um, spoken of? Yes. Or do you do? I think he's a coaching genius. There's no question about it. And, you know, it just goes to show over the years, I do understand Everybody said, well, you know, he didn't win without Brady. Well, you know, you could say that about about some of the greatest coaches in the history of football. I mean, an awful lot of the really great coaches did not win without a great quarterback or quarterbacks. And so that's why when I look at this, I think it's the dumbest argument, um, you know, since I've been covering the NFL. Well, how great is Belichick? He's never won without Tom Brady. Well, so what? Did Paul Brown win very much without Otto Graham? No. And so I I mean, and we could go through a lot of this, a lot of these. I absolutely think he's brilliant. And I've talked to enough offensive coaches over the years, the latest in December, when I sat in Andy Reid's office after they beat New England in Foxborough when the Patriots were a mess. And Andy Reid is just shaking his head and he said, oh, my God, how frustrating it was to coach today against that defense. So, yeah, I do think he's he's a genius as a coach. He's not he's not without flaw, but I do think he was a genius. Last question for Peter King. Peter, who's the one interview that said no to you that you just can't shake the disappointment? Gee, 
I'm not, I don't mean this to sound ridiculous, but nothing stands out. And I, cause I just, nothing, I'm sure people have said no to me, but quite honestly, I've never let that bother me too much. I'm going to write the story I'm going to write. I always will. And if I can't talk to John Doe, I'm going to talk to 13 people around John Doe and I will get the story. So obviously there have been times when I've not been able to talk to important characters in a story. I just shrug my shoulders and just say, that's okay. I'm still going to write a damn good story right here. Peter, you are a treasure. You are always so generous with your time. Uh, Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see what you do next. Hey, thanks a million, Susie. Great being on with you. Good luck. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, Peter. That's the great Peter King. And, and, you know, guys, you just can't take time with these guys for granted. Now, TJ, I know you've been a longtime SI subscriber like like I was. I mean, it was literally the first thing you read. What did Peter write this week? Uh, What's his story? What's the cover? Can't wait to see the insight. Can't wait to see who he talked to, what nuggets he, he, you know, mined out of whatever the the game of the week was that week. Yeah, it's absolute legend. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Dr. Z earlier, Yeah, uh, you know, because he was a guy when I was younger and first started. That was what I went to. But Peter King, definitely legend in the game. And he's had a way with, like, you know, yesterday Pete Famel said something about Michael Penix, right? And he said, I've never seen a ball leave someone's hands as violently as it does his. And I put that on Twitter and somebody responded, well, that's a weird way to put it. And I'm like, no, that's a writer. That's someone who is a master with words saying something that you would have just said he throws the ball hard. And, <laughs> right. you know, and, and just the way that some of these guys and, and Peter being at near or at the top of the list, just the, the way with words, the way they broke down stories and, and just made you feel like you were sitting in the room with them sometimes when he wrote it. Just amazing. Yep, let's take a break. When we get back, we'll talk more about Peter King. Let's wrap up this second hour of The Rich Eisen Show. We'll be back in a minute. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or... Your partners? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number, sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. 
That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. When did you first know? that you were part of something that was huge and becoming big. I'll give you one that I, this is, will seem an odd answer and I haven't said this. I haven't thought of this till you asked me this question. So it's all incremental like, ooh, you know, he went out to eat in California on a vacation and because I did the late show, well, what does the Swami want to drink? You know, in 1981, like what? I mean, but that's more incremental. 1983, you will laugh. The America's Cup race that we lost to, off Newport, the seventh race. Mm-hmm. The, the wing keeled, land down under, okay, sailboat racing, right? Right. But it was like a Tuesday afternoon, don't quote me on that. And one of the Providence stations had a helicopter that they were televising in Rhode Island and some sort of commentary. And we picked up the feed at two o'clock. When it was on, the big seventh race of Australia against the United States. The sailboat race, two in the afternoon, I, I want to say a Tuesday. With no, we didn't tell anybody. I think they arranged it at 145, yeah. you know, typical. The rating we got, or, or the amount of people that saw this, who just, well, if it's on, it'll be there. But that's 1983. We only started in 79, Rich. So a sailboat race in the middle of a day yeah. of a week and people were looking for us because if they don't have it, nobody will. Right. And so this isn't what, oh, now I know we're going to be big time. Mm-hmm. But this is what I knew, that people knew who we were, what we stood for, and what potentially we could give them, even without any promotion. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that one in a long time. I would so not have You guessed. dug it out of me. There we okay. go. I like what it. What an I, interviewer, man. I got it. Just don't I, make me cry on the set. I, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. Chris, great conversation with Peter King. I think he vindicated what you had to say about Zach Wilson and Mac Jones and Sam Darnold. Look, well, as Rich says, the greatest thing in the world is being right. And so it was nice nice to hear a, a professional and someone with the accolades and the gravitas to echo what I said. Well, because he's a professional in, you know, anyway. So you're not a professional? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I have awards. And no one else here does. You do? I do. What's your award? Come on now. What's your award? You went a main sports main sports columnist of the year, year. two thousand nine. Yeah, I, I have I have a better one. So like whatever. Yeah, What's yeah, up? Me and Susie. I have an Susie Emmy. Susie has Emmys, bro. I have an Emmy because you were part of a team or or, no. or solo. outstanding solo sports Emmy? reporting. Solo Emmy by yourself. You're looking at it. Local. Hey, how are you? Local. Nope. Dave oh. Canales was talking about his quarterback <laughs> Bryce <laughs> Young today at the combine. Let's hear what he had to say. No plan to fix Bryce Young. Um, I think for me, it's it's about building an offense that we can be uh, proud of. Something that um, something that is uh, tough. Something that is smart. That that um, takes care of the football. Number one, we got to create more explosives, and then and then of course we have to minimize damage with exotic pressures and things like that. So I think just elevating the whole group um, and and really asking Bryce to just do his part. 
you know, and that and that kind of, you know, without getting really into the specifics of it, you know, but I have had a lot, a lot more chance to, to really dive into some film since the last time we've talked, you know, and so I have a specific plan. Um, can't wait to put that into play. Um, but again, you know, we're not talking about a guy that there's a there's a big fix for really. You know, you're looking at an accurate player, a really smart player. He's aware of what's happening, and we got to build the whole thing around him, the whole offense around him of something that we can Are really sure? say this is our identity and our core. <laughs> Did you uh, were you listening to any of that, or you just lost in his eyes? No, he's not my type. I like <laughs> oh, okay. I like I like okay. bald guys with beards. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. What is wrong? And, and Jay Felly just walked in. Jay Felly hey, was like, Jay Jay. Like, like, what are you doing? Because Mikey G's going to dump us for the last hour of the show. Priorities, Mikey. Come on. I mean, it's I mean, Michigan. Rich would be happy. Does that surprise Joe, you? He says no, that Bryce Young uh, doesn't need fixed. I mean, what, what surprises me is how nervous he looked up there. That has got to be the most stressful head oh, coaching job yeah. in all of football with that owner. Yeah. He looks, he looks a little jacked. You look a little jacked. You look a little jacked. Well, too many Mountain Dews this morning for breakfast, right? I mean, that's got to be an owner who sits in the meetings, right? We talk about like owners who are in the room. Yeah, well, it seems like based on everybody's accounts, he's the owner that made the pick last year. Uh, He he wanted Bryce Young. He went and got him. CJ Stroud, and it went terribly wrong last year. It was kind of a disaster. So here comes this new guy. Uh, Are the lights too bright for this dude? But. I mean, he looks great. <laughs> Are you okay over there? Man, I was I like, mean, I was, I was like, this dude is mesmerized. Like, I was like, whoa. Do you think Dave rents and not owns? I'm just curious about that Carolina situation. <laughs> well, he's got a long-term deal. He's got his money. So Dave, we know Dave Tepper likes to spend. Look, man, you want these young kids to come into good situations and be successful. The problem is when you go at the top of the draft, you're going to a bad team and they're bad <laughs> yep. for a reason. And so he talked about being able to create more explosives and have more weapons around him. Like Carolina needs a lot of help uh, to give Bryce Young a, a fighting chance here. So it doesn't look like a Sam Bowie, Michael Jordan situation uh, with CJ Stroud, who came out just looking so amazing and obviously won a playoff game. So, I mean, saying he doesn't need to be fixed. I hear you. How about the line around him? How about some other weapons? But Canales has done a good job the last two years. He was in Seattle when Geno yep. Smith had his breakout two years ago and Tampa. last year with Baker Mayfield. So, you know, it seems like this is the right guy to to fix someone who doesn't need fixed. Well, but, he doesn't need fixing. You heard him say that right there. You know, it's all about it's all about weapons and a good offensive line. So we'll see what happens in, in Carolina this year. Second hour wrapped up. Ahead, Rich will come in from the combine and Jeff Ross, the amazing comedian. That's ahead on the Rich Eisen show. And you know, I'll but tell seriously, you something. if we're doing coaching hotness power rankings, oh, is that what? Wait, yeah, wait, that's wait, what hold Chris on. We're talking about. Hold on. Let me put my glasses on. Coaches. Yes, it's it's McVeigh, Lafleur. McVeigh's at the top. This guy, I think Lafleur is kind of underrated. <laughs> wow. I can't, I, I, I can't believe this is how missing. we're wrapping up the show. Hold on. Well, I, I didn't expect that's what Dave Canales looked like, yeah, TJ. You know what I mean? You you got like this a little you, you got a little sweaty <laughs> when he came like, on the screen. Whoa, hey, hey, whoa, hello. Whoa, whoa. Hello. Okay, so now okay. that Pete Carroll's gone, obviously the silver foxes are I texted with Pete yesterday. Not represented well. Is he yeah, coming, is he coming out tomorrow? He's he's, tall, he's hanging out with the see? grandchildren right now. Nice. I was kinda bummed because I love Pete and I wanted to have him on. Silver Fox looks great. Permatan. Always, 10. 10. always, oh, yeah, always. Pete Carroll hey, lives at the beach. Has never seen 
I think, a type of sunblock that, that he wanted. But he looks amazing. He's great. How old is Pete Carroll now? 71, 72? 72. Other than the hair going a little gray. Are we really going to do a power ranking? Oh, I was waiting for you to pick this. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were you looking help. up coaches yeah. right now. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. Um, no, I was oh. actually working hard, Chris, oh. trying to think of things to say for the Rich Eisen Show Sorry, while you're uh, looking at I a mean, bunch I of guys. Doing, but hey, you know, coaching I'm just hotness power I mean, ranking. I'm just saying, Chris cut short my L. McPherson rant to talk about how hot the Panthers coach is. I that? love L. Oh, McPherson yeah. so much. When was that? She's my favorite. Her hair, it's amazing. Playboy cover, Mike. Whoa. This is just what you thought you were going to get when you tuned into the Rich Eisen Show, isn't it? You know that's what you wanted. Rich Eisen, when we come back, we don't break his show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.